Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz, taking you through uh, several hours run until 4 p.m. live programming. Break it down, the NFL. Uh, NFL Conference Championship weekend. Uh, you know the, the promo uh, says, "Don't be afraid." But uh, are, you, are you guys afraid? Winter Storm Harper is coming, and some some of our listeners might even be uh, affected by it already. Uh, you guys okay? I mean, uh, no, no, <laughs> I don't think it's Bryce, but that is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you guys got your milk, uh, Jim. You got your milk. You got your eggs. You got your uh, perishables. Are you going to be okay? Yeah, we're we're not we're not supposed to get too much here in Jersey. It's not really supposed to kill us. I I know up uh, upstate New York is looking at twenty plus yeah. inches. Yes. Yep. Yep. A couple of feet. How about you, George? How you doing out there uh, in Suffolk County, Long Island? Well, last I checked, we're just supposed to get some rain, right? A lot of rain now. No real. Uh, I'm looking now. Now you got me a little scared here that I heard 20 inches of state. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, still all rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we might get a couple of inches, but the rain will wash it away. So uh, when did they start naming winter storms? Escape, you know. You know that, I, hey, I, I, I was thinking. I was thinking that too the other day. Yeah. Hey, it's the, it's the only job besides fan, fantasy analyst where you could be wrong so often and still have a job. Yeah, and they started talking about this storm like last weekend. You know, it's like they, they get everybody in a frenzy. And uh, well, that's because hey, okay. uh, you know, okay, this is actually a perfect lead into something I want to talk about. And you know, it, everything has become about generating clicks. And you know, yeah, when yeah. you put out these big storm warnings, you, you're going to get clicks galore. Everybody wants to see what's the next big storm and what's it going to do and stuff like that. So you know, everything has become about you know what can we say that's going to generate clicks. Now, the one thing I, I want to add to that and bring up is, can can Stephen A. Smith be that stupid? Can, can <laughs> I think he he's actually said he can? <laughs> he this past week, you know, we've we've seen the other stupidness that has come out of his mouth uh, of recent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where he said Hunter Henry was going to have a a good game uh, in December going up against Derek Johnson uh, when neither one of them had played any games whatsoever this season, um, mm. you know, and then you know he talked about the greatest quarterbacks in the playoffs and failed to mention Drew Brees. And then now mm. this week on the show, he, he's talking about, you know, the New Orleans game and how good uh, Kareem Hunt has looked on the Saints this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can he really be this stupid or is he just generating clicks? And if he is that stupid, how the hell does he still have a job? Exactly. Exactly. I didn't hear about the Kareem Hunt uh, uh you know, comments. That's just like uh, uh, maybe he was talking about Hunter Henry in 2020. You know, not not the the. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, he was going to have a good game in December 2019, maybe 2020. I I don't know, but uh, yeah, it definitely a, a character. Uh, uh, and and speaking of yeah, weather, th- right? This uh, guy makes a lot of money. At, at least yeah. know the players you're going to talk about. Whether you're right or wrong mm-hmm. on your takes is one thing. But to not know that they haven't played all season or they're no longer in the league or, you know, just to not know those basic things. How? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how? How can right, you do right, that? Right, right, right. And, and, and he has a staff under him, too. That how dumb is his staff? 
Yeah. Right? I mean, I can understand maybe Stephen Smith, the star, you know, being a little, you know, out of it. I mean, because, you know, he's he's more histrionics than anything, right? He's a, he's a shouter and whatnot. But, you know, get some good people uh, on your staff uh, that uh, feed you some good information, right? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just makes me crazy. It's like I try to get into this with Corey, but, you know, hey, Corey, it's like, oh, he's great. He, oh, he's great. He, yeah, and, uh, Sorry, Corey, but he's not. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, with you on that. Uh, speaking of, of weather, uh, the weather forecast improved from earlier this week uh, in Kansas City, right? They were thinking that they'd be playing in, like, single-digit uh, temperatures, but uh, it's actually improved now. They'll only be playing, what, maybe uh, mid-20s? Yeah, mid-20s, no wind to speak of, no precipitation mm-hmm. whatsoever. It, the, the weather's not going to factor into this game, uh, I don't think mm-hmm. at all. You know, if it had gone into the negative temperature like they were talking about possibly happening, then that's one thing because yeah. that football becomes a brick. Uh, it really impacts mm-hmm. the game because, you know, kickers can't kick the long field goals. It really impacts that. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that it does impact. But in mid-20s, that's nothing. And you're talking about two teams that are used to it, so that won't affect this game at all yeah i mean uh single digit temperatures could affect even your home field advantage right your, your fans are, f- are freezing right and they're not you know <laughs> you know screaming uh, up a storm like well they, they're, they're all drinking are. heavily so they don't they don't feel the cold so they'll <laughs> still be screaming yeah hey george what's the uh forecast for the saints game nice Right, 72 degrees, nice dome, little AC. Uh, uh, so it'll be a nice day. We don't have to worry about weather there uh, as far as that's concerned. And, you know, some people prefer that. Aren't we hearing that over and over again? I'm not, not that it's a big push, but that uh, uh, we don't want to see the weather determining these things, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, if you don't want the weather uh, determining Weather's part it, of the game. Then, mm-hmm. But if you don't want the weather, then play better. Yeah. All right, win your division. <laughs> you know, charges. But I'm sorry, you lost your division. Don't lose to Denver, and you would have had that game right, at home. Right. All right? Instead, you lost to Denver, a, game, a team you can't lose to, and you're on the road when it's 20 degrees. Who cares? Uh, I don't feel bad for teams at all. Uh, and as for, like I said, uh, I agree with Jim. Uh, 20, it's 26 degrees, I think, is now what they're predicting in KC. Five miles per hour Somewhere wind, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was worried if it was going to be 10 degrees, 5 degrees. You know, uh, as Jim said, that, that bull is a brick. But now that it's mm-hmm. up at 26, I'm not worried. I know Brady said he might wear a, uh, a scuba suit. I don't even know if he'll go that direction now. Yeah, 26 degrees mm-hmm. with no wind. Yeah, well, as soon as you start playing, you're not going to feel that anymore. Yep, no, right. not at all. Like, like, uh, like Jim had said, I mean, these are two teams that play in cold weather cities anyway. But they are making an issue a little bit, a little bit about uh, Mahomes. I think they had said that uh, in his college career, the coldest temperature he ever played in was like 38 when he played in Iowa. Uh, they were talking a couple of games. He wasn't that great this season when he played, and it was in the 30s. But do you think that affects him, George, Mr. Mahomes? Uh, I mean, it's small to small sample sizes. We don't really know. Do mm-hmm. I think it'll affect him more than Brady? Sure. Mm-hmm. Brady is more used to this, and I don't think – I. you know, my only worry about this game for, for KC is this. What if things go wrong early? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. New England scores a touchdown on their first drive, and then – Kansas City has a turnover on their second drive. Oh, just doesn't score on their second drive. And maybe New England's up 10 nothing quick. Something like that. How do they handle adversity, being a younger team here? That's my only worry about them. I'm not really worried about how Mahomes is going to play in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's one of the keys to the game is uh, if the Chiefs could uh, you know, score first. Uh, Jim, how do you feel uh, about the whole the way that this game uh, uh, might unfurl and how it might affect the Chiefs? I'm not worried about who scores first. I'm more worried about who has the ball last. Um, this, mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be over. I like the over in this one. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's really going to come down to who has the ball last, just like it did in their first meeting this year. I think we see the mm-hmm. same thing this time. You know, Patrick Patriots got up to an early lead in the first game this year, and, you know, it looked like they had the game won, and Mahomes came back and rallied this team in the second half. They still lost, but he got the game mm-hmm. back in to where they only lost by three points, where they were, you know, down over 14 points in the first half alone. So, you know, I, I'm not worried about, you know, like George, about them coming back. If anybody's going to come 
come back. It's going to be Mahomes just because of the way he plays the game. Uh, you know, we, we've been seeing the stats all week. Oh, he, he's, you know, not as good when pressured. You know what? You can say the same damn thing about Tom Brady. Um, you know, and, you know, you say what you want about it. The reason the Giants beat him twice in Super Bowls is because they got in his face and got him uncomfortable in that pocket, and he created mistakes by that. And, you know, that's what you do to Mahomes as well. I get that. But you can say that about pretty much everybody. There's only a couple of quarterbacks that play better under pressure than they do without pressure. So, you know, again, another overblown stat. It seems to me like Mahomes is just playing at such an elite level this year. And the fact that he's doing it in so many different ways, whether it be, you know, underhand passes, whether it be uh, underarm throws or sideways throws or no-look passes or, heck, even Mm -hmm. left-hand passes when he has to. The kid is Mm -hmm. just making stuff happen and Man, I, I I don't really have that concern. I think he's a guy that could bring back any team at any point. Hmm. I, I think one of the issues, too, with uh, Mahomes, I mean, what, what the Patriots need to do is try to keep him in the pocket, right? I mean, he, he's so great at, you know, throwing on the run. And like you mentioned, you know, sidearm throws. I mean, throws with his left hand. I mean, it, it does, doesn't, nothing really seems to, uh, f- you know, phase this guy, uh, George. I mean, do you think that that's a key? I mean, George, he's not really a running quarterback. You know, he's not a guy like, let's say, a Josh Allen that you're worried about, you know, he's going to run for 100 yards or whatnot. But this guy could really get it done, you know, when he moves out of the pocket. Yeah, I think actually, I think you're both correct. I think for Mahomes, absolutely, they want to they want to keep him in the pocket, uh, have him throw the ball. He, when he runs around, he makes bigger plays. It also gives Tyreek Hill even more time to get deep, and it's it's tough enough sticking with that guy. And for Brady, it's not about pressure; it's about pressure up the middle. Don't allow him mm-hmm. to step up. You know he's not scrambling. You're not worried about him getting mm-hmm. to the outside, but he'll step up in the pocket to make those throws here. And uh, you know, Jim obviously a giant fan; he knows this. But uh, if you can make him uncomfortable right up the middle. It's a really a way to knock their offense off kilter here. So uh, I agree on both points. Yeah, and the Chiefs have a, a front four that's, you know, I don't think they get enough credit. I mean, you, you, you looked, I mean, they had uh, tied for the most sacks in the regular season with 52. They sacked uh, Andrew Luck three times last last week. Uh, it's Luck, who had been only sacked 18 times all season long. You got, uh, you know, just names, not household names anymore. I got uh, D4, 13 sacks. Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks. Alan Bailey, uh, career high six sacks this season. Justin Houston, nine sacks. I mean, they could, there's, so many guys that could get to the quarterback, and uh, you know that, that's an unheralded uh, Chiefs front four. But but uh, Taz, they could get to the quarterback. Oh, they can. And you know, here's another good stat for you: the Chiefs haven't sure. allowed an, an opposing team to score 30 points or more in Arrowhead over their past 34 home games, including the postseason. Wow. That's the longest mm-hmm. such streak since the Jaguars went 40. 41 straight games over the 2003 to 2008 seasons. So, you know, mm-hmm. they they are much better defense at home as we saw last week. They just oh, came yes. in and just rattled the game off, uh, just totally took that game over um, because that defense played exceptionally well. And, you know, I think we see a lot of that same thing today. They are better at home with that crowd in on their side going nuts. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a good game. I just think it's going to be a high-scoring one. Yeah, and uh, like I mentioned, the Pats uh, underdog by three. Uh, underdog for the first time since November 30th, 2014, when they played the Packers at Lambeau Field. So, and this is their, uh, I mean, you could just you could just roll off all the, the, the amazing accomplishments of this Pats team. Eighth straight AFC championship appearance. I mean, it's just, uh, you know. Uh, George, how do you think that the uh, the first game, uh, is going to affect each team. Uh, Chiefs lost uh, 43-40 uh, matchup in Week Six. I mean, uh, you, you always worry that uh, you know the Patriots are so adaptable. You know they could use uh, follow that game tape and just come up with new ways to beat you. What, what do you think about how, how uh, Pats might use that first game? Uh, Chiefs put up uh, 40 points on them. Yeah, they better do a better job than that, and that was at home. Uh, I mean, the Pats weren't playing all that great at that point in time. You know, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, he's not in the business, but he's a nice knowledgeable guy. You know, I talk to him a couple times a week, and he uh, 
he brought up this point. I don't even know if he believes this point, but it, it was an interesting point that he brought up. That how Belichick and maybe even Brady and the Patriots as a whole, you know, they play in the AFC East. They know they're winning the division. They know so, as soon as the schedule comes out in April that their next important game is the divisional playoff round. All right, and they'll mm-hmm. win the division. They'll, they'll at least get one bye week. Uh, one home. they'll get the bye week. They'll get at least one game at home, maybe two. That's that's all. All, all the season determines. Do they get one home game or two home games? This year it was home. It was one home game. So his point was: Does Belichick and, and to a certain degree at this point Brady just coast through the regular season, not really even really going after it until the playoffs? You know, I, I don't know if I can buy that. You know, too many things can happen in NFL for, for Belichick to be right. keep holding things back until it really matters. But it's an interesting point of view how the Patriots can look at things because of how, how big their division is, how they don't have to worry about winning the division. It's different from any other team in the NFL. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was an interesting point to bring up here. I, just said, I don't know if I can buy that, but it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely now, interesting now, point. Now, real quick about that early game back in week six, you know, Patriots put up 43 points, and while Brady did throw for 340 yards, he only threw one touchdown in that game. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a a huge statistical game for Brady, um, but he did have a high completion percentage, did throw for 340 uh, and no interceptions, but he did only throw for the one touchdown pass. So it would be interesting if they do want to try and see if they can follow that same kind of recipe. Yeah. But look, overall, Pats haven't uh, been, you know, passing the ball as much this season. Uh, they uh, passed the ball almost 60% of the time last season. This season's down to 55.5%. I mean, obviously, uh, the emergence of Sony Michelle. I mean, they, they drafted him for a reason, right? I mean, well, you know, we could say all that we want about uh, Tom Brady. And, you know, being 40 you know, years old, 41 years old. Uh, and, uh, you know, sooner or later... His skills are going to erode, but he's still, let's say, 75% of Tom Brady is, is more than, let's say, 100% of another quarterback. So uh, the yeah. fact that they have this running game now to support him, uh, you know, has helped. Here, gotcha. one last quick point. Uh, Andy yeah. Reid is known for massively scripting his first 15 plays. This is from Evan Silva. Chiefs yeah, have yeah. scored 18 first-quarter TDs to their opponent's six. Meanwhile, the Patriots have scored 11 first-quarter TDs to their opponents' eight. Hmm. Kind of favors yeah, the Chiefs uh, to get that early lead. Yeah. yeah sounds like we're going to get an uh, explosive game right. right from the start. Listening to Weekend Fantasy Update, George Kurtz, Joe Galina, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz. We'll be back with more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, Sean Engel, the Fantasy Prince, producing our show, bringing us back. We're all doing the Macarena here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Come on, it's damn right. Speak for virtually. yourself. <laughs> hey, I, I DJed for 20 years. I hate that freaking song. Yeah. Uh, what about what other ones uh, get the party going there? The uh... oh, all the big names, but the, you get so sick and tired of playing them every damn time, and just like ah, cut it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. But don't uh, you have to get out there as a Joe, DJ and, like, and lead them? Don't you have to like get, get out there? That was part yeah, of yeah, the that's fun. What I'm saying. I was, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, then that's tiny. now that's something I'd like to see. I'd like to see uh, somebody of you doing the macarena. Uh, I, my my famous one was the chicken dance. <laughs> 
I always got people crazy yeah, that, yeah. when I got out there and did the chicken dance. <laughs> uh, that was all. Look, I, I, like I said, I, I, I've always been a ham, guys. You, you can probably tell on the radio, on, you know, on yeah. YouTube. I'm a ham. I've always been a ham. Um, and mm-hmm. I've done some crazy stuff when I used to DJ, but none better. I did this woman's uh, 40th birthday party for a couple, a couple people I didn't know, um, but they got you know referred to me by somebody else. And you know we're into it like the first hour, and the the husband comes running up to me. Oh man, we got a problem. He's like, I I hired a stripper, you know, for to come mm-hmm. out and do a dance for my wife. And he can't come, and I'm, oh, we're screwed. It was going to be the big entertainment. I said, Uh, don't worry about it. You go sit down. I'll take care of this. (laughs) So I I put on some nice grinding music in the background, had him turn the lights down low. And then the next thing you know, I I turned the light up on the the woman sitting in the chair right in the middle, and I come strutting out in front of her. And, uh, oh, man, the look on this lady's face was like, what the heck? And then I started taking my shirt off, and I'm – Right up in her face, and she's freaking out. Oh, the that is awesome. outside laughing his ass off. Uh, <laughs> it was great. We had such a great time. They're still good friends of mine now. Taz to the rescue. <laughs> no shame. Love it. Love it. Love it. Keeps the party going. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but had a lot of good times, DJ, and I have to say. But at the end, it, it, yeah, by the time I was done, it, it got to be the, the whole most most of the guys weren't drinking because of the drinking and driving got real tough at that point. Right, right. And then it mm-hmm. just became like they weren't dancing. And, yeah, then it became like a jukebox, and I didn't like that. Mm. Kurtz, uh, if you go to, a, like, a, a wedding or a party like that, are you kind of guy that gets up and uh, mixes it up on the dance floor? I shoot myself if I have to go to one of these things, okay? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a... Uh... It's not my kind of music. I'm a, I'm a rock guy, so uh, I'm mm-hmm. not doing the Macarena. I'm not doing the uh, that Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever song that is, too. Uh, yeah, it's hard stuff. Yeah, that's the one. The uh, oh, I just yeah. uh, you know I'm a, I was always a very good athlete. Can play almost any sport. You know, hockey, football, all mm-hmm. of them. Can play anything. But I can't dance. Competitive dancing? Life. I don't know what it is. Oh damn it! No, okay. I must. I must. Two left feet. Whatever it is. Uh, I'm, I'm just terrible at it. I know it's annoying because I, I do love music, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Karaoke? So, Are you a karaoke kind of guy? I mean, in the shower, I am driving alone. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like both of those things. I love to dance and I love to sing. It's just everybody mm-hmm. else who doesn't love to hear me sing. <laughs> but that's their problem to deal what with. What he said. <laughs> All right. So last segment we. Uh, Kind of glossed over the AFC Championship matchup. Why don't we take a quick look at the uh, Saints-Rams. Saints, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home uh, against the Rams. Over-under in this game, 56-and-a-half. Both these games, I guess, are expecting uh, some points to be scored. Uh, Last meeting between these two teams, Week 9 in New Orleans, uh, and the Saints uh, beat the Rams 45-35. to This is a very different uh, Saints team when it comes to defense, though, guys, right, Uh, Taz? Well, not so much very different. It's actually very different second half of the season as opposed to the first half. But it's basically yeah. the same defense Results we saw wise, last year. Yeah. Well, it's the same right, defense right. we saw last year. They were very good. Yeah. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. why Drew Brees didn't have to throw as much and you know, yeah. because they had the running game going, they had the defensive play. And I, I think we see a lot of that in this game. You know, everybody's calling mm-hmm. for these big numbers. I mean, Vegas is even looking for a shootout here, you know, the over under being fifty six for this game. Uh, they're looking for a shootout. I don't see it. Both of these teams over the last month of the season and into the playoffs so far have shown that they want to grind it out on the ground, you know, and, yep, and take yep, the ball yep. out of the quarterback's hands, Most, most, mostly because they want to slow down the other offenses and not give them as many plays, which makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, because both of these offenses can be, you know, scary, good, and quick to score. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. I think we see a lower-scoring game. I, I think definitely we're going to see these – both teams try to grind it out on the ground once again. You know, the Rams, mm-hmm. of course, we talked about it earlier. Uh, C.J. Anderson coming in and playing great for yeah. them since he has, but they also have Gurley. And then on the other mm-hmm. side, you got Ingram and Kamara, uh, you know, mm-hmm. both excellent running backs. So I think a lot of that is going to come down to this. But I got a crazy, crazy number here for you. Um, there's four teams left playing, right, in this two conference games. Brandon mm-hmm. Cook's has had a thousand yard seasons for three of them in the last three years. Wow. 
for three of the three of the four teams that are playing this weekend. In the last three years, the Patriots, the Saints, yeah, yeah. and the Rams. He's had thousand yard wow. seasons. That's a great that, stat. How how often can you see something like that? Yeah, not often at all. And 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 you're right. You know, when I looked at the numbers, I, I was surprised to see that they these two teams. Uh, how much they do run the ball. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you have the, the Rams uh, ran the seventh fewest passing plays this season, right? Uh, and again, we, like we mentioned, you know, Gurley and, and C.J. Anderson. And uh, even, uh, you know, the, 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 the Saints, uh, they ran the fourth fewest passing plays this season. And we talked about how, uh, you know, with Tom Brady getting a little bit older, pre- preserving his, his, his uh, arm and whatnot, uh, that could be part of what they're doing with... Uh, with Drew Brees, too. Uh, but, uh, George, how do you see this uh, game? Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Do you think it's going to be a high-scoring game? Do you kind of agree with, with Taz that it might be a little bit uh, uh, more of a uh, grind-out, lower-scoring game? Do you like the over-under, the 56-and-a-half? Uh, yeah, I talked about this with Dan uh, this morning. I think this game's going under as well. I think both teams mm-hmm. are going to try and run the ball <laughs> against the other team. Uh, the Rams, mm-hmm. we saw what they did against Dallas last week. Ran it right down their throat against a good rush defense. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever worked, it worked. I think they tried that again. Once again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they seem to be very cautious with Jared Goff, wanting him to open it up. I don't see that changing in the dome. Yeah. I think they're going to run it with Gurley, run it with C.J. Anderson, see what happens, and we'll go, they'll go from there. See if the Saints can stop that. Remember, Saints are missing one of their best uh, run stoppers. Uh, Hank, Hank is gone for the season here. So, right. Yep, so yep. That, that should be a good, uh, uh, good, good reason alone to run the ball there. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite is also true for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Akeem Tlaib, I mean, I don't know what the game plan is going to be, but if I'm, you know, if I'm Wade Phillips, Tlaib follows Thomas all over the place. Not that he can stop mm-hmm. him, but he can slow him down. And I want to force mm-hmm. Drew Brees to beat me with somebody else. Watson's likely out as well with appendicitis. Uh, so Kirkwood's yeah. out. I mean, no, wait, wait, wait. I, Ted- I heard you say that on the earlier show. And where have you seen that Kirkwood's out? I haven't seen anything that he's out. I've, I've, I know he hasn't practiced most of the week because of the injury, but I haven't seen anywhere where he's officially out. Mm-hmm. I I've believe it was. It. Uh, uh, trying, yeah. I've seen it in more than one place here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. know if I've seen. It. I've heard. I've heard it re- reported by. Uh, yeah. Even the New York I mean, Post you know, was, this morning. I was reading an article. Uh, they they listed him as out, but I don't know if it's official. Because okay, I, I haven't but, seen yeah. it anywhere. I mean, yeah. usually Rota World's all on top of that, and they don't have anything on there. Mm-hmm. This is this is why you read Rotowire, by the way. Okay, Kirkwood out, according to Rotowire. Okay. All right, so uh, uh, I may or may not do some work for Rotowire, but um, <laughs> may <or> so <laughs> it may or may not. I I, I refuse to uh, confirm or deny. Um, so once again, I, I I'm gonna if Ted Ginn can beat me, all right, fine. All right, that's what am I gonna do? Traquan Smith beats me, okay. But I'm not letting Michael Thomas beat me. I think, uh, once again, they'll try and run the ball with Kamara. I think this is going to be a big Kamara out of the backfield game. Yeah, they're going to want to get the ball in his hands because you can't stop everybody. You can't stop Kamara and Thomas. That's probably too tough. And Ingram. So uh, I think they're going to be a little more game plan, a little more ball control for both sides here. And I think big plays, while they're likely to happen, they won't be in abundance like the first game where you're seeing 80-yard touchdowns, you know, quick touchdowns that lead to high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be as high-scoring as we think. But uh, I think, like I said, I, really, I like the run games for both teams in this game. Yeah, I agree with uh, both of you in terms of the the run games, and uh, when you look at with uh, Jared Goff has he struggled a bit. I mean, uh, and you and you look, it's really changed the Rams' offense in uh, weeks sixteen to nineteen. They ran the ball almost sixty three percent of the time. They've had uh, forty plus rushing attempts in each of their last three games, and uh, you got to wonder how much. Uh, I think we talked about this last week. How much the absence of uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, continues to haunt, you know, uh, Goff. Uh, Jim, do you think that, uh, I guess, for this the rest of this playoff run, uh, due to uh, Goff's struggles, trying to figure that Goff might be better off as more of a game-managing uh, quarterback? I mean, t- to me, I think that if the game rests on the arm, you know, t- tomorrow's game, if it rests on the arm of, of Goff, I think that the, uh, the Rams are going to have some problems. See, I, I don't agree with that. I think golf is better than that. We did see, you know, after that big Monday night explosion and the next week they had a bye. And then after mm-hmm. that, what we saw, though, is a lot of defenses playing deep cover 
and taking away mm-hmm. the deep passes from Goff, and that hurt him. Um, and that was right. a big part of it. I, I mean, losing, losing Cooper Cup hurt as well. I mean, you know, Josh Reynolds has done a good job in his stead, but he's not Cooper Cup, and that definitely hurts, uh, granted there. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I'm not ready to write Goff off as a guy who can't throw the ball, especially with the weapons he still does have. You know, Robert Woods mm-hmm. has been steady all year. Brandon Cooks yes. has had another good year. You know, and he mm-hmm. has those weapons there. Gurley is a, a great pass-catching back. So you you still have weapons there. I think if he has to throw a lot, I think he could still be successful. And, you know, I, I have to believe that McVay has come up with a new game plan if the Saints want to run that same type of defense where they're trying to take those deep plays away, that he's going to mm-hmm. you know learn to take whatever is underneath and run with it, you know, like the Pats did last week. You want to take away our deep passes? That's fine. We'll throw everything underneath. We don't care. We'll move the chains. Mm-hmm. We'll keep doing that, you know, and, and do what we have to to keep that happening. You know, the one thing, though, is, you know, Los Angeles went really run heavy last week. They they passed only 30%, 37% of the time when the league average mm-hmm. is 59%. So they were really run heavy. But a lot of that because, you know, they got started right out of the gate. C.J. Anderson, uh, one of my favorite stats, had four 10-plus yard runs before Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott even sniffed one um, because mm-hmm. the holes that they were opening for him were huge, uh, just outright huge. I mean, they just outhandled – Dallas's defensive line like crazy, something I didn't see happening. And, you know, mm-hmm. while Dallas was good run defense, New Orleans has actually been a little better than Dallas all year. So it's going to be interesting to see if they could do it again. Now, you know, it, as George stated earlier, the fact that Sheldon Rankings is out is definitely going to hurt them. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. definitely a big loss at a bad time of the year. But, yeah. uh, you know, I still think that they, if this they can good. overpower yeah. the, the, the Saints defensive line like they did last week. I, I think this is going to be in, in, another good game that he's just not going to have to throw as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, only three teams have been able to rush for 100 yards versus the Saints uh, this season. So, uh, you know, other than Sheldon Rankins, other people that could stop that run as well. But, yeah, that's that's going to hurt a lot. Um George, what do you think about, uh, we, we touched upon it earlier in the show, this uh, two-headed monster, C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley. What do you think uh, is going on there? Do you think that it's just, uh, you know, to, to my point earlier, you know, Goff struggling a bit and the, the Rams uh, wanting to run the ball a little bit more? Do you think that, you know, Gurley might be hurt, even though he's not on the uh, he's not on the injury report and did rush, I think, 16 times last week? I mean, what do you think is going on here? Was it just because it's successful? <laughs> if you didn't watch the game last week, you would just, and you looked at the numbers, you would think, all right, Gurley uh, went nuts early, ran off to a big lead. They started to, uh, you know, split him out of time with C.J. Anderson. The problem was, Anderson was in there more in the early going than Gurley was. Right. Yeah, you know, which leads you to think that Gurley's not healthy. Because there's no way you go into a game plan that for C.J. Anderson to do what he did. It happened, that's great. Right. But they didn't game play. I mean, I think Gurley's still banged up. I think they're being very cautious with him. Uh, obviously, he can still do damage. It wasn't like he was any worse than C.J. Anderson was uh, last week. It was just it was a, a strange situation there. But I think he's still banged up. The fact that he's not on any list or that McVeigh says he's fine. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's the old line here? What can you tell a coach to lying when his lips are moving? Yeah. All right, so I don't I don't care what McVeigh says. Uh, what he's gonna do, he's not gonna tell you the truth anyway. So I think he's still a little banged up, but obviously well enough to play. I think you're gonna see more of the same tomorrow because right now, if it ain't broke, I'm not fixing it. CJ Hans is playing; he's playing very well. Yeah, I'm still running. Yeah. So uh, I'm not okay, I'm not well, changing anything here. Okay, uh, just to break into that just a little bit, what they did sure. come out and say was uh, with Gurley is that it was a cardio issue because he hadn't been really practicing, hadn't played in a while. They they said mm-hmm. you know the reason he wasn't in there so much in the beginning was because of a, you know they wanted to keep him fresh for the end of the game and the cardio issue, the fact that he hadn't been really practicing a lot was was bearing on him a little bit. But you know in reality, I don't think it would have gone that way. If C.J. Anderson had come out and was struggling, mm-hmm. if he had come out and started running the ball and he's hitting two or three run, yard runs at a time and, you know, Dallas had bottled him up, we would have seen much more girly. But the fact that C.J. Anderson came out of the gate exploding through it, um, you know, really mm-hmm. changed their mind. They said, why not, you know, 
give Gurley a little bit more rest and let's ride the guy who's running hot right now. But, you know, when push came to shove at the end of the game, it was Gurley that saw most of the playing time at the end, uh, you know, when mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure they cemented the game. So, you know, I, I could see that kind of thing happening again. They come out of the gates a little bit with C.J. Anderson. If he's running well, fine, let him go. If he's not, then, you know, we see Gurley come back into the game that much faster with that much more playing time. I, I think we see a lot of that again this week. Uh, do we think, uh, George, uh, C.J. Anderson has, uh, you know, favor- the performance that he's putting on? I mean, is he going to be a starting running back next year? On for someone, <laughs> he's making money, right? He's certainly going to get a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, he, to, he didn't do much in Carolina. Then the Raiders gave him literally a, a cup of coffee and kicked him out. Uh, yeah, is he going to be a starting running back? No, receiver no. Last, thousand yard runner next last year. No, he'll get a he'll get a shot with somebody though as a uh, you know uh, an, an RBB, RBBC. I disagree. Uh, well, I disagree. Uh, well, you can tell us why when we come back. We're going to Taz's take on C.J. Anderson when we come back. Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Talking Heads brings us back in on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, along with George Kurtz, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Follow me at Joe Galena on Twitter. Follow follow Jim Day at Fantasy Taz. Follow George Kurtz at George Kurtz. There you go. One of the greatest hey. uh, music concert DVDs of all time. Stop making sense by the Talking Heads. There you go. Love the Talking Heads. Oh, that that, uh, that concert right. was excellent. Yes, it was. Uh, at the game, just got a gut feeling. Uh, no problem. Now you could bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today. You'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag promo code FNTSY. Hey, Jim, talking about concerts, uh, the, the Who's back on tour. I mean, look, we got the Rolling Stones. We got the Who. Is this like 1965 or 2019? <laughs> it sure feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Elton John's on his final uh, yeah. his final tour as well. Uh, for now, know, look, final for now. <laughs> I, 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 I love concerts. I've been to so many concerts in my lifetime. I mean, literally. I, I, I literally went to see Elton John seven nights in a row back in Madison Square Garden in 1976. But the big mm-hmm. difference then, you could scalp a ticket for twenty bucks. Now that they've right, legalized right. scalping, we went to you know I went to look at the the tickets for the Stones coming to Jersey, uh, and man, if you wanted to get a ticket, it was two thousand dollars plus. You know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks very much. I'll wait till they're on TV again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered that paper. You talk about the Stones, right? Because I ordered that yeah. their pay per view. Uh, a few years ago, they were playing Barclays Center. I really, it was great. I mean, uh, you know, I was in my living room, you know, having a few cocktails. Great concert, too. I think uh, Lady Gaga came on stage, uh, Bruce Springsteen, too. And you know what? They still had it. You know, this oh, was yeah, like they still three put or four on years ago. Show, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they still do. But uh, three or four years ago, they were really good as well. Uh, George, you're a big uh, 
classic rock fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I know the Who's coming around again, uh, including uh, around me. But uh, last time I saw, they're playing new music. You know, they have a new album they want to get. I mean, I'm not going to, because that's what they're going to play in the concert. And I want to see the oldies. I don't know. I haven't heard the new album. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll suck. Who knows? But uh, I'm going to want to hear the oldies. And the last time I saw the Who, and they did that, they played like 45 minutes of stuff that no one wanted to hear. I mean, come on. Right. We How long ago was the, that? Uh, you know, Oh, my wife was pregnant with my uh, my oldest daughter, so twelve years about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder. Like the more recent uh, live performances I've seen, and they've all been on TV or whatnot of Daltrey. I feel like maybe uh, his voice isn't what it used to be. So I, I don't know. Of course I mean, not. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, how can it be? I mean, when the lead singer he's, doesn't have a voice, I mean, seventy-five kind of takes away. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean. You know, uh, Jagger's still I'll, 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 I'll tell you it's different. Go ahead. George, go. Go ahead, George. All right. I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you a story about the Stones. Uh, it's one mm-hmm. you guys at least should remember somewhat. When they played the, uh, the halftime show, I don't know. I don't remember what Super Bowl it was, and it was a long time ago, about 20 years, somewhere around there. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, generally, I've learned my lesson after this. I went to a friend's house for the Super Bowl. I had, I had no rooting interest in the game. Uh, so I went to a friend's mm-hmm. house to watch the game, and you know they had people over, couples over. I wasn't with my wife. My wife had to work. She always has to work on Super Bowl mm-hmm. Sunday. Go figure. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, so Fire I go to the house. They have a nice setup. On your wife's behalf. <laughs> oh, believe me. Yeah, Whenever she, I had a fantasy draft at the house, <laughs> she's working. <laughs> it's like she never asked, but she must look at my my calendar seriously and go, "Oh, he has a fantasy draft on Tuesday. I think I'm working that night." Uh, so, she's the but anyway, wife. I got <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah. I, I go, go to the friend's house and you're watching the game. But because it's, it's couples, every time someone had to go to the bathroom or do anything, they're pausing the game so they don't miss the commercials. <laughs> all right? It got to a point. Now, granted, this is, this is before we really all had smartphones and stuff like that. Right. But it's still, it's annoying that at one point, I think we were 30 minutes behind the game. You know, and, I, and this is, by the way, this is, this is not in the fourth quarter I'm talking about. This is like halfway through the second quarter. And finally, uh, and I was recording the game at home, and I lived about 15 minutes away. And my friend who was with me, he's like, uh, you, want, you want to get out of here? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm recording it at home. We won't even miss anything. I, I couldn't take this anymore because uh, the, the, the women knew. And it was, I'm sorry, I don't want it to sound sick, but it was mainly the women who didn't want to miss the commercials. Listen, I, I, the commercials are funny. I get it, but I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I want to watch the game. And I was like, I, we got out of there. I, I made up some story that I had to go home and let my friend in who was locked out or something stupid like that. But it was like, uh, this, this was just it's terrible. Just terrible. Well, I remember it's, it's the, the Stones because when I got, by the time we got home, I was still able to see part of the Stones concert. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, you know, it, it is what it is. Concerts have just gotten way too expensive these days. Again, since it, they legalized scalping, it, it's just amazing, you know, prices for tickets. And if you're not rich, you ain't going to many concerts. But you were talking right. about lead singers not having good voices. One of my favorite bands growing up was Kansas. I loved Kansas. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, everything they did was just amazing to me. The lyrics, the music, just so comprehensive and just over the top it was great so a few years ago um, we go down to the borgata casino to see a lot of concerts because while they have a big arena room they also have a a small room called the music box i think it seats like Mm. 1500 people best place to see a concert i've seen in so long because it's so nice and cozy so i'm really looking forward to this we're going to see kansas there and uh, first off, uh, you know, being a former sound guy, the guy who was doing sound, at, at least for the warm-up band, was terrible. Um, he had the bass, the, the equalizer set to the bass so low that when they hit a bass pedal or the drum bass, you could literally feel it inside your chest. <laughs> That's how, mm-hmm. you know, the low frequency was turned up so high. I was like, it was making me right, nuts. Right. But then Kansas mm-hmm. came on, and the lead singer sounded like crap. Um, it, it was like he had no voice. And it was the original lead singer, too? Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. the original lead singer, and mm-hmm. it totally That's ruined sad. the entire yeah. concept. If you can't do it anymore, get another voice in there. Uh, I'm not saying you have to leave the band. Be there, but don't be the lead mm-hmm. singer if you can't lead sing anymore. Right. 
But don't lip sync. We don't want to hear any lip syncing. Don't lip sync. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so, okay, another quick, before we keep going, you know, I know we got a lot to cover, but we've got a lot of time to do it. Um, Yes. I actually, Mm -hmm. a a bunch of years ago, we we always have big Super Bowl parties, bring a lot of people over and have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I love to entertain. So a, a bunch of years ago, I actually invented a Super Bowl watching game. Uh, that we play, and it, it, it's it's amazing. We all have a lot of fun. It really, you know what? You, you go to see a, a a Super Bowl game with a bunch of people. Half the people don't even watch the game. You know, they're there right, just to right. party. They're not there for the football, or whatever. Well, with, with my game, we we found that almost everybody's into the game because what what I do is I actually make up playing cards for different things that happen in the game to the two teams. You know, the, this team, let's say the Saints score a touchdown, and it's a, a money game. So I, what you do is you put a dollar in the hat, and then everybody takes a card. Whatever happens, the first thing that happens that's on a card, that player would either win money or in the case of, you know, 15-yard uh, you know, penalty or an interception mm-hmm. or a fumble, you could actually lose some money, uh, a couple bucks. Everybody puts money in again, throw the card back in, throw in another dollar, take out another card throughout the game. So this is a constantly evolving thing, and at some points it has to happen really quickly because things can happen back-to-back quite fast. So it, we found that it really keeps everybody in the game. And then at the same time, you know, there, we have multiple people that come out ahead win, winning money, which they like. And the last couple of times we've done it, the end pot, the one who wins the game with the high score, and there's a high score card uh, for each team, whoever wins the pot is, has been winning like over 200 bucks. Wow, so, you know it's a lot of fun during the game, and everybody loves it. And you know people are still making money, so it's been a lot of fun. I'm trying to see if there's any way I can put it out there as a real game. But once you start getting into that money aspect, it gets really tenuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds like a lot of fun because you know guys like us, the, you know, we want to pay attention to the game. But it, let's face it; I mean, uh, the Super Bowl is a, is a social event, right? And you're with a group of people, let's say at a Super Bowl party, and not everyone's interested in the specifics of, 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 of the of the game, but this keeps uh, everyone's attention. I like it. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. A couple bucks I, I got to tell you, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we our, all my friends love it. We, we've been playing it for years. No, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. So before we went to commercial, uh, Jim had uh, taken some issue with uh, uh, George's take on C.J. Anderson. Uh, want to talk a, a second about uh, C.J. Anderson? Then we'll maybe uh, take a look at some of these prop bets in, in this uh, game. Which, uh, well, with first Saints of all, I, I don't want to take issue with jo- anything George says. George is smarter than I am. Um, I, I just think <laughs> C.J. Anderson has a good shot to start with somebody. Next Checks time. in the mail. I do. Again, he came off a 1,000-yard season last year. I know it didn't work in Carolina, but, you know, look, let's face it. It wasn't like he was going to take the job from – Christian McCaffrey, as we saw anyway. I mean, McCaffrey was the best running back of the season, pretty much. Um, so it wasn't like he was going to get a ton of work there. The, the price was too high. Okay, screw it. Let's get rid of him. Again, the cap was huge for them. They didn't have a lot. Um, goes to, you know, uh, Oakland, and like like George said, he had a cup of coffee and left. I, I have no idea mm-hmm. what the hell was going on there. But he's shown <laughs> that okay, he neither did, did they. You know, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. Um, you know, he, he's not 100% right now because, you know, everybody's talking about the gut he came in with because, look, he was out of mm-hmm. the game. He was enjoying good life and having pizza and all that good stuff, and all of a sudden he gets a call to come back. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, imagine it, you know, fully healthy, in good shape, ready to play football. I think this kid's a starter for somebody next year, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Jets. Uh, that's an interesting take, yeah. They uh, definitely could use a solid running back. Uh, let's take a look at some of these props out of this uh, Saints-Rams game, and then a little later we could take a look at uh, some of the props coming out of the Chiefs-Patriots game. And well, let's start with the running backs and, and the guy we were just talking about, C.J. Anderson. Uh, his over-under is 53-and-a-half, and Todd Gurley uh, is 67-and-a-half. Uh, so uh, what are you thinking about that? I mean, do we think there's going to be kind of a, an equal distribution, George, of their of their carries again this week? Or uh, it's going to be like game flow will decide it, you know, how, how successful either of them are? Well, if you buy the cardio theory, which I don't, by the way, <laughs> uh, if you buy the cardio theory, then he should be in better shape this week. In which case, C.G. Anderson should be relegated 
not to a backup role, but shouldn't play as much. Uh, and then you go mm-hmm. Gurley over. I'm going Gurley over anyway. I don't, I don't think the Rams can keep him on the what, a 63 yard you put up there. 60, uh, 67 and a half. Keep, mm-hmm. 60, I, think, I think Gurley goes over that. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you take uh, C.J. Anderson the fifty-three and a half under, or uh, do you think he could eclipse that? That's probably one I wouldn't touch because I don't know the exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty uh, comfortable with Gurley no matter what C.J. Anderson does, no matter how they split it up. I think, I think Gurley gets his yardage. C.J. Anderson though, I'm not as comfortable because I, even though I think they want to keep the ball on the ground, but what if mm-hmm. you know Gurley does is, uh, go back to being Gurley? You know, uh, mm-hmm. what if C.J. Anderson puts the ball on the ground early? Then he fumbles when they realize, okay, we got to go back to go. We got to go back back to being the, one of the best backs in football, you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. here. So that's my one thing. Uh, I don't really have a strong sense either way here. So it's one that I'm not touching. Which is the greatest thing about prop bets. Yeah, you can yeah. you can find hundreds of these things. You don't have to bet every mm-hmm. damn one. If you don't like one, if you don't right. feel one, and I, I'm not feeling it, mm-hmm. go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't want to bet right. fifty of them anyway. You want to find five, six, or whatever money you like to play. Which job I like to play about mm-hmm. five, six, and I look at all of them and look for ones that I'm feeling it. I may have an opinion mm-hmm. on each one, but I'm not going to bet every one. I'm going to I'm only going to bet the ones that that are really speaking to me that I truly believe for whatever reason that I like. And I do like the girly over. Right. Okay. Now uh, I, I got to Wait. Wait. Yeah. I got to counterpoint to one thing. You, oh, sure. Anderson putting the, the ball on the ground early. Um, a- Anderson has had. Ooh, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of. Oh, maybe seven hundred career carries somewhere. Somewhere in there, I think the number is uh, on the years. You know, because he only had really four years that were were big years. Um, but in those carries, he's only fumbled four times. You know what? I'm not worried about him putting the ball on the ground. So I'm going to take that mm-hmm. out of the equation that George is worried about. Um, but at the same time, I do have my hesitations with Anderson this week as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is going to be looking at Anderson because of the week he had last week. Actually, the last three weeks. But if it was the issue of cardio and, you know, Gurley not being 100% that way, I agree with George. He should be by this time this week. And, you know, Gurley is the best running back in the league, I believe, uh, at this point in their games. I just best all around back every every way you look at it. And if he gets to an early start like we saw Anderson do last week, then I don't think we see a ton of Anderson. Uh, so that being said, I am definitely going on the over with Gurley. I agree with you. But you know what, man? I still got a stinking suspicion that Anderson gets over 60 yards. So I'm going to take his over as well. Hmm. See, I'm thinking that, and I said this before, I mean, in order for the Rams to win this game, uh, they're going to need their running backs to come through. And uh, so uh, I don't see maybe C.J. Anderson being faded too much, but uh, I think I might take the over on both, but I'm not really thrilled with the C.J. Anderson uh, pick. And I like what George said. If you don't like the prop, don't play it. Uh, Jim, what do you think about the uh, the over-unders with the, the Saints running backs? Alvin Kamara, we have uh, 64 and a half. Mark Ingram, 39 and a half. And uh, Kamara, we have a combined rushing and receiving 102 and a half. Like we said, both these teams want to establish the run. I agree. Um, look, I'm, I'm not as in love with the Kamara rushing of 64 and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do like the rushing and receiving of 102 and a half. Yeah. I think that's an over bet. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have, and man, there's no stats to back this up. It's just more of a gut feeling than anything. I think mm-hmm. Mark Ingram's going to be a bigger part of this game than he has been in a while. Um, I think he's going to get involved in this. So because of that thinking, yeah, and it may, it could be dead wrong. <laughs> I've, I've had a couple of those as well. But because of that mm-hmm. thinking, I think over the 39 and a half is definitely worth a little bet for me. Okay. Sometimes you got to trust your gut there, Jim. Especially when it's there as big go. as mine. There you go. All right. We'll be back. With our number three of our coverage on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. 